All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Toilets to Titles. This is episode number 113, and this is our yearly Frankenstein Listener League round table discussion. And this is year three of the Frankenstein Listener League, and Toilets to Titles is growing. The league is growing, and there is a lot to discuss. We got new listeners. We got to get them caught up to speed with what we got going on with this Listener League so we can uh, keep this monster growing. And with me to discuss this stuff this evening, I'm going to start off with a guy who's been with me since day one, my main man, the birthday boy himself. His birthday's coming up. Justin Stevens at JustinFF underscore Justin. What's cooking? Oh, man, he's got the Ethernet, but he's mutant. <laughs> he's mutant. <laughs> hey, all right. Hey, busy show. I, I'm excited about this show. Last uh, last season, it was one of our more popular shows. When you were talking about introducing us, I, I mean, I figured we may as well introduce Chris's videos down here, popping in yeah. to say hello. Um, he's, uh, he's been on almost every episode, it seems like, for the last several months. Appreciate your support. Um, and then also, you said been with you since day one i i kind of thought maybe you were going with rich down there who was pretty much with us since day one like as a as a listener but uh but um but no uh so i'm excited it's all uh, all kind of coming together for another big uh, another big season of frankenstein we got some pretty awesome stuff that we're going to be uh, talking about this episode hopefully some big changes and some big uh, um uh rules uh even if it's not something that you like even if it's a rule you don't like it's different. It's a change. You know, this is a league that is built around being different and, and ever evolving. So tonight we get to see the next evolution. Yes. Yes. I love it. And uh, he already kind of introduced him to Frito Bandito at Frito Bandito FF. Is that it, Rich? Do I got it correctly yet? It's brand new. You got this new Twitter handle uh, a few weeks ago. So I'm still I'm still getting down. Rich, how we doing? Doing good. Doing good. I'm excited to get on tonight. Uh, Freaking talk about the league that I should have won this year, but got sniped by uh, sevens. <laughs> so, not excited, man. I, I love this league. I, I mean, I wish I had more leagues like this. I wish more leagues would evolve to this because it just makes it more exciting. Man, more monsters. I don't know what the world would be like with some more monsters, man. So, but, but we wanted to kind of inspire and influence others to go down this sort of pathway. So that that's been our goal. And uh, hopefully, you know, maybe this will, I've already heard a few people tell me, you know, they've copied our scoring settings and created their own. And to me, that's even if one league did that to me, that's absolutely awesome. Like that, that fires me up, but we'll get more into the details about the league. I want to continue introducing the guys from toilets titles, the guys who are going to be guesting this evening. And we got Joe at Joe, Joe, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. What is it? Joe C. Uh, what's your Twitter Joe handle? J underscore Clark. Okay, it's hard when we because usually we have the little blurbs under each of our names, but when there's five of us, they're all gone, and uh, my <laughs> brain's fried. It's it's the the time change me. always the time change always blasts me, and <laughs> you know it, it like it takes me about ten days to recover. My brain is fried right now. But Joe, how we doing? Good. I usually don't use my Twitter handle anyway. I usually just go with Joe or Joe knows. So, uh, but everything's good, man. I'm happy here to talk about Frankenstein. Uh, just so everyone knows, I did come in second place last year, and it, I was a rookie. It was my first year last year, and I will say this: if you're listening, he's a sandbagger. Been, Joe is yeah. a sandbagger. He's been sandbagging <laughs> us since day one. <laughs> I don't know anything about fantasy football. What's this fantasy football stuff? Um, but you know what? As you as we go along in the video and we talk about the rules and we explain what the league is about, 
it might, it might sound intimidating. I mean, I did it last year for the first time, and I, I think I listened to like two or three rules. I'm like, I don't understand this. Whatever. It's inexpensive anyway. I'm in, and I'll learn as I go along. I'll be better prepared for next year. It's actually pretty easy, and you kind of learn as you go along pretty quickly. Is you can always ask questions. Questions are always answered as you go along. It's really not. And the draft itself was a lot of fun. Yeah, which yeah, we'll get into draft you can't say draft day draft days yes it, it takes a while global. It, it is a pro, it is global <laughs> there is. is definitely a process this thing is definitely a monster and and I, I give justin a lot of credit for putting up with all my nonsense you know it was just him who had to deal with all my frankenstein like crazy rules and stuff like that when we started and then you know a few people have picked up some of the burden to help us you know input the scoring and all stuff like that yeah, that's, that's, why, that's really why we brought ben on so that he could take some of the abuse yeah <laughs> ben and campy all right let's let's pass it on we got george reed at george reed ff with us as well george how we doing i'm uh, doing absolutely fantastic this evening um the i do want to point out that the the only reason uh joe came in second and he didn't actually win is because I took the year off last year and allowed everybody else to have an opportunity. You know, it wasn't fair if I came in and just dominated from, you know, start to finish. So I, I, I stepped back. I let everybody else do their thing. And uh, this year I'm going to take it all. He's like the prodigal son. He was here year one yep. for Frankenstein. He Good did. man, George. And he even he paid. I believe he paid year two. I did. He just he contributed to the pot. And he's like, that just take my money, but not my time. And you're like, <laughs> uh, I'm in it to win. That's, so that, that's actually that. what I that's actually what I tell my wife. Take my money, not my time. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I love it. All right. Hey, George, just, how'd you do that at first year? Uh, sir, again, I, I wanted to allow everybody else to have the satisfaction ah. of winning. Uh, I didn't mind looking up at everybody from the bottom. Like that didn't bother me at all. Man, I don't even know how I did year one, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't even know how I did this year. I, I think I stumped. But I know we got dirty jobs floating around in the background. If you want to poke your head in real quick and uh, just say what's up at Dirty Jobs 21 on the Twitter. What is happening, everybody? Yes. No, we're uh, we're trying to hop in. Sorry, I'm kind of multitasking here, chasing around, uh, chasing around a little baby as we're speaking right now. You can hear her. Uh, laughing because she thinks it's really funny that I'm trying to chase her. She's like, you ain't even close, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so we tried something new tonight, and it obviously did not work as far as the sleep pattern goes. We'll try again tomorrow. So um, but doing good, man. I can't fried. believe all the – what's that? I'm not the only one fried from the time change. Oh, dude, yep. Nope, she's uh, she's kicking my ass too. Like She's all about it right there. Awesome, awesome. Well, it's good to have you on. I'm sure we'll hear from you during the episode. So, guys – you know, before we go into the, you know, the scoring and the setting, because that's kind of what we're going to get into, we kind of teased a little bit of how this thing created. And I do want to give a little bit of a background to those of you who are new to the show. We're up to 435 subscribers on the YouTube. So check us out. Go to ToiletsTitles.com. You can go right to our YouTube from that page. You can just YouTube search Toilets Titles. We're really trying to hit 450 by the time the NFL draft comes around. I'd love to top 500 by the time the next NFL season comes around. If you could throw us a subscribe, you know, throw us some comments, like some of our episodes, all that stuff really helps us and it helps get our content out to more eyes and to more ears. So now that we have more followers and subscribers that we've ever had, and this thing is getting to more people than it has ever gotten to before, 
we need to kind of discuss this, right? So the Frankenstein Listener League, we wanted to do a Listener League, and it seems like that's a generic thing to do. A lot of fantasy football creators and content creators, they have Listener Leagues. We wanted to do something. We wanted to create something that was different, right? That was like the main thing. I wanted to create something that was its own thing. I didn't want to do something generic. I wanted to do something that people would play in this league and they'd be, you know, Frankenstein. Like when we thought of, I, I don't really know the process of how exactly we got that name, but I think it was because it was a monster. We were creating a monster and we're toilets titles and the stank. We just put the stank into that monster and we wanted it to be something where people would play it and it would, you know, kind of like redraft, dynasty, uh, Devi, like Frankenstein. Like we, we wanted it to be something that they knew what it was when they heard that name. And that's why we really got funky with the rules, right? So we wanted to create a monster and we got into, you know, vampire style settings, but, but vampire style where if you don't know what that is. Um, so when you win a game, you get to take a player from your opponent, but we kind of tweaked that, you know what I mean? You, you can only take a player, you know, from their starting lineup and we did a lot of tweaks. And then we also wanted um, massive multipliers. Like we wanted, you know, as the player, like we wanted a monster game to be a monster game. Like after you get a hundred yards, every yard after that is multiplied. After you have two rushing touchdowns, the next touch. So, you know, all that stuff, when we do post this episode, I'll post a link to last year's page underneath the episode on the Twitter. So follow me at coach Sheps or follow the show at toilets of titles. You'll see the show and you'll be able to click that link on my fantasy league. Cause that's what we use. And you'll be able to check out or the score scoring rules, settings, you know, all, all the nonsense, but Justin, um, what is kind of your, what were the original thoughts to building this thing? And then as it grew and, uh, you know, what, what do you think is a good foundation for this episode right here? Um, well, uh, <laughs> well, for the record, I don't know. Can you see that? Is it sharing? Yes. Yeah. So just, I'll, I'll go ahead and leave this up while I'm, uh, while I'm talking, but, uh, this is just a rundown of some of the points that you can see, and it's not going to make sense just from reading this. It's that wild, but, um, but maybe if you're super smart, you might be able to understand it. Also, if you're super smart and you have any, uh, it background, we are looking to fill a, a yeah. role <laughs> yeah. throwing that out there. But, uh, but yeah, so the the Frankenstein Listener League, like for me, it was all about having fun in a very unique and different way. And when you came up with this original idea, um, your uh, your big thing was let's make this different. Let's let's make this something that people will remember, something that's different and fun, and they'll want to come back and play. The gross majority of the people that played in the first season came back and played in the second season, and we've already heard from a ton of them that are ready to come back and play for the third season. So. Uh, um, so obviously we're on to something here. It is a lot of fun. Just like Joe said, it's definitely uh, the most fun draft that you're ever going to have. That's for sure. It's a, it's a wild draft and, and, and that's just where it starts. The playoffs also were super, uh, super insane. Um, we had uh, 12 teams, I believe, make the playoffs out of the 36 and all of the other teams still got to play in a consolation uh, tournament for a shot at getting a free entry into the league, which our boy Shane P. Hallam won. So he $25. So it's $25 to right. enter. So he won himself, you know, a $25 entry into, into year three. 
Right, and he beat me in the Constellation tournament, by the way. So if if we're going to brag about second places, I got second place out of all the worst of us. So, <laughs> but uh, but no, so yeah, absolutely insane. Love it, a whole lot of fun, and uh, and we'll we'll get in a little bit more in detail in the rules. But as we're talking, I do have uh, I do have the site pulled up here if uh, if you need it. All right, so George, you played year one. So what were your original thoughts and kind of you've had a chance to look at how this thing evolved. You didn't play year two, but if you poked your head through the doc that we have and explain kind of the rule scoring and changing, like uh, what, what are your initial thoughts, you know, on the Frankenstein League? So one of, one of the things, honestly, that really kind of irked me about the first year is if you lost, especially coming right out the gate, like you were at a severe disadvantage and you didn't get a player from the, your, the team that beat you, you wouldn't get a player from their starting lineup. It would always be one of their bench players. Um, I believe year two, that was corrected. Um, and the only other thing I had an issue with, and I know it's going to be addressed later, is the wide receiver and the running backs. Like They would score just very few points, where if you had a quarterback who had even a semi-decent game, like the quarterback would win the whole week for you. Well, we, we messed up some – me and Justin aren't MFL gurus. So we had a vision of the huge scoring totals we wanted year one. And we and luckily, you know, Ben, uh, at Live from the Ben, uh, co-host of Down Under Dynasty on the Toilets of Titles podcast network, he was able to take all of our scoring settings and throw it in. So year two, that was corrected. And, and yep. what George is talking about with, with taking your players – so. The twist, why it's Frankenstein is in, in regular Vampire League, I don't think it necessarily matters. You know, you could take a quarterback every single week. But in our league, what makes it different is you have to kind of look at the schedule and project who you're going to take because you're building a monster. And that monster is your lineup, right? So say it's it's super flex. You have quarterback. You have the super flex. You have two running backs. I believe it's two or three wide receivers. It's tight end. You can only fill that roster. So you can't take three quarterbacks because you can't start three quarterbacks. You can't take four running backs. You can't take five wide receivers. You know, you can't take three tight ends. So it's you're building that monster and you kind of have to have a long vision as to, you know, what it's what it, what it's going to be like. And, and George, the spirit of the rule originally was to give a starter to take a starter year one. I was the only idiot, I think, who was doing that. Because I think I, I think I put it in the bylaws by accident. So I was given a starter, and then I went back and I looked, and everybody else wasn't. And then I even I forgot what the rule was because I was the only one not doing it right. But yes, a lot of things changed. Year one it was twelve teams. Year two we evolved to three twelve team divisions, and now we're year five. We're evolving to five twelve team divisions. I believe we at this point we have like twenty eight spots to fill because. I think I've heard from like three or four people who aren't coming back. But other than that, I think we got like, you know, 36 owner owners in there. But all right, I'm going to pass it down to Rich, the Frito Bandito himself. Rich, what are your thoughts on the Frankenstein League? So from year one to year two and everything, I think the big thing conversation we had last year was the fact that the quarterbacks did score so much and how we wanted to have those running back and receivers score more to kind of compete with that and everything. And, I'm, I'm looking at down and breaking down the score. I'm looking at the scoring individually by players and stuff. QB still outdid running backs and players and everything. I, Tom Brady, just to kind of show you how our settings are set in this, scored 885 points for the uh, for the fantasy season. 
um, compared, you know, a regular fantasy, a regular league, you're what you're looking at, maybe 400, uh, 400 and stuff like that. But he scored 885. Um, Non-QB, Cooper Cup, 665 points. So we we jumped up where we did have those running backs and receivers do that, but the QB still stands out. And and, and it's going to be like that in any, any league that you guys do and everything. QBs always outperform. But like I said, the premise is last year we tried to get those receivers and running backs to compete more, which they did and everything, but it, it never fails. QBs, they touch the ball every play of the game, so they're always going to have that uptick in scoring. So already I'm sensing a theme. I think we're going to have to try to – we're going to put a little more bonuses into the running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends to even it out. But, Joe, I see you're chomping at the bit, man. Yeah. No, I just wanted to kind of add what Frito, to what Frito was saying, Frito Bandito. And that, you know, I thought it was – listen, it was my first year doing it. And it was actually my first year doing any type of Vampire League. And it was, it was my first time ever doing a Superflex as well. Uh, I, I remember I didn't even know what Superflex was. And you guys were talking about Superflex. I was embarrassed to ask what Superflex. I'm like, ah, I'll learn as I go. And um, it just meant you had to do this when you set your lineup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I figured it out pretty quickly on my own anyway. Um, didn't take that much brain power, I guess. Uh, I had enough synapses working there. Uh, but um, you know what? I thought, you know, well, listen, it, you know, like, like real, like normal super flex, Frankenstein, you know, the strength of the quarterback, the power of the quarterback, it reflects the real NFL in today's game. And uh, but I thought. You know, in terms of, and I can't judge it against the first year because I wasn't in the first year, but going off of what, you know, George was saying, and it sounds like, you know, fair criticism for the first year, I thought overall it was, you did strike a good balance, you know, with the running backs, the wide receivers, the tight ends. You know, I, I did think there was a good balance. You know, the quarterbacks are still key, but, you know, you can put together some really good, you know, running back core, you know, really good running back core, wide receiver core, and you can compete. You're still going to need, you know, at least one really good quarterback, but, you know, I thought it was a nice balance that was struck there. So the thing about Frankenstein, one of the things about Frankenstein is scoring is important. Rosters and lineups are important. But like the league, the actual scoring, the actual games is only like a portion of this thing. You know, like the the build up, the, the rock, paper, scissors. So we're going to get it. There's so much more to this league than the actual games that play and actually building the rosters. And I think that's another fun thing about it. But. So the, the original league was called the original division was called Frankenstein. And when you join the league, you pick a name of a monster and you you create a team name based off of that monster's name. Like mine was Wolfman Coverage. Uh, Justin, what was your team name? What is your team? name? Uh, the Phantom of the Gridiron. The Phantom of the Gridiron. All right. So, we you know, we were in the Frankenstein and then, you know, we were only three people at Toilets and Titles. And then we grew to, I want to say about like seven or eight. So we spread out us seven or eight into three divisions uh, last year. To, so it was Frankenstein, Creature from the Staff Bathroom, and then the Phantom of the Porta Potty. All right. Now this year we're at like 15. So now we're spreading out and we got five divisions. We added Night of the Living, Silent but Deadlies. All right. And then we added the Invisible Urinal. So these are the two other divisions that we need to fill. And we need Night of the Living, Silent but Deadlies needs eight members. Uh, the Invisible Urinal needs nine, and then we just have a few open spots in some of the other divisions. So me and Justin, we spent like, you know, tireless nights discussing what we were going to call, you know, these divisions. Like it was it was we were brainstorming back and forth, back and forth. And uh, we, we landed on Night of Living, Silent But Deadlies and the Invisible Urinal. Justin, why don't you discuss the process, the, the whole draft process like how it how it starts 
you know, I know we have a group meet chat and it's very important. Everyone's got to be in there. It's going to be chaotic this year with, with, uh, what's 12 times five. I, I can't do the math right now. I 60. think it's 60. 60. All right. <laughs> Thanks George. So it's going to be a little more chaotic and, and now luckily we have more members so we can kind of distribute the weight of the chaos, but let's discuss the draft process. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think this year we may have to have, uh, a chat for everyone. And then also each individual division may have their own chat as well. Uh, I feel like that's going to be almost needed. Um, but, uh, uh, because then each individual uh, division will have a toilet titles representative that can run their own damn rock, paper, scissors contest. But uh, essentially we start off with a rock, paper, scissors contest to determine the draft order. And we we've done this a, uh, um, a couple different ways we did once where if you got second place, you had second option, third place got third option. That's what we did the first year. Um, That's called, um, what the hell is that called? That style of drafting where you get to pick has to do something with horse racing. Can't think yeah. of the name right now, but there's, there is a derby, derby style. Maybe there's a terminology for that. When you, you know, you get to choose what slot you're in, but go on. I'm sorry. Uh, Kentucky, Kentucky Derby style. I don't know. But uh, but then um, the last season, what we did was whoever won the rock, paper, scissors contest for their division uh, got to choose the entire draft order for their division. So that that one guy chose everybody's draft positions. Um, so. Uh, um, so, yeah, so that so that's how we start off. We start off with the uh, with the rock, paper, scissors contest to determine the draft order. Then in Canton this past season anyway in canton um a few of us were there to represent our divisions in a um, mario kart competition to determine which drafts would start before others and i apologize again to my division for my lack of mario kart ability um i'm trying to talk the group into mario party this time around because i feel like i'll have a much better um a much better feel on that game but uh, and it's a lot more luck as well, which I definitely need. But um, but anyway, uh, so that's how we determine what order the uh, draft divisions were going to start are going to draft in there and uh, what order. And then the actual draft itself is pretty wild. So the actual draft, we start off um, first round is uh, rookies only. The first two rounds are rookies only, actually. And it's a snake draft. So you figured. Uh, it's a it's a redraft league, and you're trying to draft rookies only. We are slowly- so now these these things that you're going to state. This definitely goes into account when, when if you win the rock paper scissor competition for your division, you you want you're looking at how the, this draft plays out to put yourself in a position. So so go on, Justin. Yeah, do you want to be the guy that got Jonathan Taylor as a rookie, um, and that as that first overall pick? but then didn't have a very good uh, two-quarterback combo? Um, or do you want to be the guy that got a great two-quarterback combo or a great quarterback to start with another great piece, um, And uh, and but you got really crappy rookies that you didn't even use? So you kind of got to gotta make that decision. You got to choose um, the lesser of two evils or whatever. But But anyway, so after the first two rounds, after the snake draft, after the second round, we reverse the draft order. We go back to the third round. Um, so the 12th pick will have the first pick in the third round. And from there, it doesn't flip again. It just stays 
from it stays with the the 12th guy having the first pick and that is for um non-quarterback veterans only is that right or is it yes yeah okay non-veteran quarterbacks only so no veteran non-quarterbacks yeah 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 veteran non-quarterbacks veteran non-quarterbacks only so um so that means rookies are out which by then they're out anyway you probably won't see another rookie drafted the rest of the draft um and uh, and and all the quarterbacks are out and it's a super flex league but so that guy's going to get the number 1 top pick you know in this case this year it's probably going to be Jonathan Taylor so do you want that guy that's going to get that Jonathan Taylor but then in the the fourth round coming back it is quarterbacks only so that means if you got Jonathan Taylor you got a couple mediocre rookie uh rookies in the first couple rounds and you're going to get the worst quarterback but then after that run of quarterbacks you're going to get probably the top super flex or the top of whatever's available going back the other way so so the 12th pick might be the pick but also having that first pick and having the top rookie but getting the best quarterback might be the way to go so um, so and then yeah. it opens, then it opens up after that. Yeah. It opens up after the, after the fourth round or, uh, yeah, after, after the fourth <laughs> round. But anyway, the idea here is that you are also slowly building your monster one piece at a time. So you're starting off by rook- building with rookies and you're building with the head of the monster, which is, um, well, not the head, the head of the monster is the quarterback, obviously. Um, but you're just building piece by piece as evenly as possible across the board. And uh, and there's a whole lot of strategy involved in that. And no trades, no, no trades, trades during the draft, no trades um, at all, unless we decide to change that tonight, which is something we'll be talking Ain't about. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. I think it's on the list to at least discuss. It is, but it's that's an, it's a firm no. No shenanigans. No shenanigans. <laughs> there's, there's, there's too much shenanigans. Already, the trades would would make it too much shenanigans for 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 us to handle. All right, Agreed. so that's the draft. Um, before we get into you know some of the proposed items of discussion, is there anything we haven't touched on that you guys think we need to bring up? Go ahead, Rich. So one thing we haven't mentioned too is this is tight end premium and everything. And as tight end premium as it was this year, uh, this past year, I really felt like it didn't really factor in as much. If, uh, what's your guys' thoughts on that? I'd have to go back and look at the scoring, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. You know, okay. if the tight ends, yeah, so if the tight ends, I can make a note. So, you know, bump up, bump up scoring. Yeah, unless, unless it's like a heavy tight end premium, for the most part, like it, tight end doesn't really – yeah, like the premium doesn't really help it. it. It has to be a heavy tight end. Like if you went as high as two points per reception for tight end, okay, that would make a difference. But if you're keeping it a half point or one point even, like that's not going to be that great of an advantage. So the only bonuses for the tight end if they got um, they they got point seven five more per each reception um, and point seven five more for each first down. All right, so yeah. here's something I want. Um, hear me out. If a, t- a player who's not a quarterback throws a touchdown pass, I want it to be like you basically win that week. <laughs> well, Cedric you, Wilson, one hundred and one. You know, like if you, if, you can you know give that I mean? player like, the touchdown. How about this? How about this? I don't know if this is possible. All right, maybe I'm getting too crazy. But you score points next week if your players, if a player. 
Like you score regular points for that week, but you get a bonus going into next week. This would this would be a, we would walk through a doorway that I don't know if, if it's ever been walked through. In Frankenstein, it hasn't. I'm like, okay with that if you're volunteering to keep track of that. <laughs> how hard will it be to keep track of players that, that aren't quarterback that throw passing touchdowns? And maybe there's a way to – what do you got? I feel like it, it would, it would have to be something that you're going to have to manually input before the week starts. Okay, yeah, that's what it takes. Guys, we should have had the guys from my fantasy league on here. Yeah. So that they could Perfection. explain to you how what do you, are, are you guys? What do you guys think about that? I It's an insane I, I, idea. I love it. I love the idea. I just logistically, I'm I'm concerned. I would just say you just give the player the touchdown. Say like Odell Beckham Jr. throws a, a touchdown to the quarterback in the right. end zone. Give the give Odell Beckham Jr. the points for the touchdown. So you sound like a pharmacist, and we need to be mad. <laughs> we need to be mad scientists right now, Joe. That was that was a regular pharmacy. You know, take your night cold to sleep. Yes, <laughs> we're crazy. And so, if you really want to go crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If any position other than a quarterback throws a touchdown, you get to take it a player from your opponent, an additional player. Okay. Or or stop them from. That's more doable. That is more doable. Or or, or stop them from Listen, taking a player from you. If you guys right. think telling me that it's not doable is going to be reason enough for me not to want to do it, <laughs> that's not that's not it. No, with the, yeah, we understand this, John. That's why we're trying to come up with other solutions. <laughs> okay, I, I like where George is thinking, but I'm yeah, still yeah, leaning. So like, I, I think we could go that route with another way. I, I'm penciling this in. Oh, you, you, you get your choice. You can either prevent a player from being taken at any point in the year, or you could take another player from your opponent that you played that week. Ooh, that would be rough. Like if if in week two my running back throws a touchdown pass and then yep. I get beaten week six and I tell Joe, hey, I know you beat me, buddy, but nope, not happening. My guy in yeah. week two threw a touchdown pass, so stop her. Yeah. I, I like it. Um, But also one of our biggest uh, – one of the few big complaints we got last season about this episode was that at the end we left too many things open-ended. Like we were just jotting down notes and just discussing what we might do, but then we never actually flat out said, "Hey, this is." So at the end, we'll do a rundown. Yeah, we need to run down at the end and finalize it for these people. It's what they want. We're making decisions tonight. We're making a George. George, I like that. So if your suggestion about being able to block a player, like to have that as a card, like a get out of jail free card, even even if I don't choose to use that. For that specific thing, we're going to use that. I think that's great. Yeah, it, yeah. you know. So I, I don't know if yeah. I'm going to nail it to. I don't know if I'm going to pin the tail on this donkey. All right, yeah. but we're we going might. to find a donkey to pin that tail on. We might. Right? It's a great rule either way. So, I like it. I, I'm, um, see, you're, that's that's I like it. But then that means that they would have to use it at the very least before the end of stealing players. So yes, yeah. So you're still doing it before the playoffs, which is good. So that's good. I like it. But what if you don't? You lose, well, then you lose it. Free card. Or, or yeah, it's it's just like it's just like when you're on Survivor and you have an idol and they have a cutoff for those idols. If right. you don't use the idol before X date, it's no longer valid. It's now useless. Speaking of no longer valid, nobody has watched that show in 20 years. Sir, I watched every single episode. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> See, I actually put an application in to actually 
try out for Survivor. Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys special teams great, was on Survivor. Uh, I've like going season. alone. <laughs> Listen, so what I also want to emphasize is what I like is the fact that we are making this crazy rule over something that is so far-fetched that doesn't happen very often. Like it, it doesn't need to make sense. It happens I, enough though that it will be huge when it does. Yes, yes. I love it. It, 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 love it would it. make it. It would make an impact for sure. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Uh, uh, we're, we're already like we're cooking with gasoline right now. Yeah. All right, like, so we're, we're, like we're going to bump up. Cedric, Cedric Wilson's getting drafted high. Yeah. One hundred and one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, also you got to look at if you really want to dive deep into this, you can look at tendencies of offensive coordinators and find the ones who tend to, yep. you know, do the crazy nonsense. You know, like down in Jacksonville, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to catch a touchdown pass this year. You know, yeah, with, with Doug Peterson. They did it multiple times last year. Pretty right, much so. all of the shitty teams. You got to <laughs> figure those players in. Yeah. Well, the Cowboys <laughs> did it last year, so. I guess. Exactly. Uh, all right. All right. So we're bumping Valid up point. the score for point. tight ends. We're doing some crazy nonsense with, with players scoring. Um, all right. What else? What, what else? We want to talk about other. Does anybody have any suggestions right now? That we want to, we throw need to out dial there. down the uh, deadline for uh, submitting your stolen player because that became a big issue this past year. I, it's so hard, though. Yeah, I don't so think hard. we can dial it down because I feel like if if we're there with, with with sixty people, if we bend, I feel like it'll be so hard to control. So here's the problem we had with that: is waivers run on Wednesday at noon, right? So it, our deadline for for stealing players was tuesday night at like 9 p.m right so that so if if we if we go back on that let's say we go to like wednesday morning and we so say why don't, you, why don't you fully explain what rich is talking about in case anyone's listening at home like what okay. give some context as okay. to what what he meant so let's say rich beats me in week one which is very likely because rich was good at this and i have not been so good at this so let's say rich beats me in week one and he's he's going to steal one of my players so he has a deadline as as the way it was um, last season and the season before. The deadline was Tuesday night at around 9 p.m. So at the start of our normal weekly show, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We had it set up that way because that gave us all night overnight to actually input those steals. And especially with 60 um, players, that gives us potentially 30 players being stolen each week. That gives us, uh, I mean, that takes a little bit of time to go in and manually input all of those steals. Then we have it all done and set up and ready to go by Wednesday morning so that people can set their waiver wire pickups by Wednesday at noon. So if we dial back and say like Wednesday morning is the deadline to, to put in on, because you have to put it into the message board on the league site um, to steal the player. If Let's say if we wait until Wednesday at noon, well, then that means we now have to push waivers back because what happens is if if Rich is going to steal my quarterback instead of the running back that I thought he was going to steal, that's going to affect who I'm trying to pick up off of waivers. Plus, when he makes that steal, he may have to drop a different quarterback or, or a different position that he feels more strong at that maybe I want to pick that guy up now off of off of waivers. Like every time you change a roster or a lineup, you're going to change the what's available in the free agency. So we got to give the people time 
to see what's on the waiver wire. So, like I said, if we pushed it back, let's say we push it back to Wednesday at noon. Now we got to push waivers back to say Wednesday night at 9 p.m. And then people are going to complain because it's too close to game time or it was too far out. Everybody got to see practice on Wednesday, and I already knew that player was going to start. Like, there's just, I don't know. The more we push one thing back, we got to push everything else back. And, um, now, granted, COVID isn't going to be an issue this this season. They said that they're they're taking away all of the COVID requirements for now. For now, but that was an issue for us too. Also, considering that there could be potentially Tuesday night or even uh, Wednesday night games that was really going to throw all this off too, and that that gave us a little bit of a buffer. Um, and and maybe they wanted to bump games up ahead of time. Like who knows? We, we didn't know what to plan for. So I I feel like that was one of those rules that was uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type thing. You know, I mean, like I understand there were some people that had some issues with the timing of it and everything like that. But I mean, to me, that's that's I mean, that gives all the guys who are running the leagues plenty of time to get everything shifted. And like you said. Get the waivers going. I feel like that Tuesday night deadline is fine. You know, honestly, every single week when I Frankenstinked this year, I knew, like, ahead of time exactly who I was going to be taking from your yeah. team if I won. Yeah. I mean, and I, I set my lineups. It probably cost me my season because I'm like, oh, I can't beat you. I'm pulling all my good players off on my yeah. bench. And and uh, so I never played a good player this whole entire season, that which is not the way me. to play the Frankenstein. <laughs> right, right. That leads me to my suggestion that I had for this issue. And I completely forgot it until you mentioned that, Dirty Jobs. Um, so, Mike, sorry for those of you <laughs> that don't know him. <laughs> but uh, um, so my suggestion for that was there's what do, what do you guys think about potentially naming before the games start who you intend to steal? Then you're taking you're also taking a chance. Like if I intend to steal um, Zeke Elliott and then Zeke gets hurt that week, then I just stole an injured player. Like it throws in another risky um, like a risky decision, but you're you're planting you're you're staking your claim ahead of time so that it also like it doesn't matter if that other guy starts him or sits him or not. Everybody's going to be playing their best lineups. I'm, so I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry, George. I say I'm not a huge fan of the if you win trading a healthy player away for an injured player. Like I feel like you're being punished now for winning. Yeah. If, if you're trading for an injured player. I like to shoot um, from the hip, which yeah, would happen I, if you. Yeah, it, it most likely it would happen. Like if I'm if 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 I'm playing Mike, and and Mike says, "All right, I'm going to take Jamar Chase from George if I win," and without a doubt, Mike's going to go ahead and beat me. But during the game, you know, Jamar Chase uh, unfortunately tears his Achilles. Like that's not fair to Mike now that he's got to take Jamar Chase and give me somebody that's healthy that I can actually use the rest of the season. Because we have to pull from his starting well, lineup. I, I think I, so. I'm against it, but also yeah. us six are on, so we are the deciders. Well, Whatever I'm on. Is it from, is, is I, it a I'm, decider? But I, I think we could toy if we wanted to go that route. We could toy with it and make exceptions. The I don't, only reason I don't I want to come up with it was because of what Rich said. Because Rich is right; it was an issue for a couple of people. Well, I mean, we're adults. Grow up. So you know, learn the rules and do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> right. I, I think it was an issue more in the beginning of this season when people I think a lot of people thought the uh it was the same deadline for both stealing and uh waivers. 
And uh, I, I think that's where confusion was. I think the confusion became there was less confusion as a coming from somebody on. who was confused. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, but listen, like Dirty Jobs is saying, I pretty much I actually didn't bother really looking, deciding on who I was going to steal until after the week, until my week's games were decided. You know, I I, I didn't want to jinx myself. Uh, but damn, I knew pretty quickly once I looked at the opponent's lineup. It didn't didn't take too much long. I spent. And then more you time also in- probably looked at next week's opponent, and and no. who they played, and if they won, and what no. their lineup's going to look like. So there's, you know, it's. I didn't. You know? Oh, I did. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. So I was just listen. It takes us pretty much takes two seconds. Maybe you'll have two players to decide from. You yeah. know, uh, but you know, I spent I spent more time probably on you know thinking about waivers. And, and strategizing uh, with waivers, how much you, how much you bet, or you know how much you can bet for the player, stuff like that. Who do I want? Who do I believe in? Than I did, you know, actually picking my opponent's player. So, it, well, I do like the idea of posting who we're gonna take ahead of time, but m- maybe do something along the lines of like you have to post by Monday night who you want to take from your opponent. And then this way, most of the games of everybody playing each other is basically over uh, by the Sunday night game because there's only one game left. So odds of that game being the deciding factor for a majority for all 60 people is going to be very, very low. Now, will it impact some people? Absolutely. But I already know if I'm looking at the roster, okay, I might take somebody that's you know play already played on Sunday that is healthy, regardless of the outcome of the Monday night game. Yeah. So, I mean, I, mean, I think just having a spot or the ability to go in and say, "Hey, I want to take this player," if I should win by Monday night, I think that would work. And then, really, you'd only have a couple of handful of of people who maybe decided to take a player that played on Monday night. Yeah, and honestly, the more I think about it, like I was in over twenty plus lineup setting leagues. And I was the guy that had to manually enter those trades for like half of the, half of the weeks. So I still had time to look at that lineup, that roster for 15 minutes and, and make a choice. Yeah. But one thing we could do this year to make it easier that aspect of it is whatever toilet tile members in each division, they're the ones that are making those trades for that division. Right. To alleviate, uh, uh, alleviate just one person doing it. Yeah, and that's only six trades you got to push through. I second that's that. Nothing. I second that. <laughs> I third it. I third. It. I'll run. I'll do my league. I'm already all right. finishing. I'm going to put that so, nine uh, leagues. What's another one? All right. So Justin, you want to talk about uh, the idea that we came up with? I think we're going to do this, but we need to decide how much the payouts to the first team to have a a monster completely taken. Oh yeah, yeah. So I guess we also have to kind of determine um, how much the the pot is going to be because we have. Uh, so many free entries too. I think we're going to give away a total of uh, ten free entries, right? Two per two per division. Yes. So, um, so you figure ten buy-ins for so that's about so it's going to be fifty buy-ins um, a total. So we got to figure like we got to figure all that stuff, but we definitely do at least want to give their. Well, they uh, they get paid in. So like, I'll, I covered the the entries. For, so the people that get in for yeah, free, but it's still also, in the pot. I'm also trying to throw out there that we don't do that because that's that, that gets expensive, man. I, I want to yeah. throw out there that we let them actually get in free. Yeah, then, I mean, I'm okay yeah. with with because uh, I think some of this goes to charity. You know, I'm I'm okay with at least for one more year. 
you know, uh, with, with okay. doing that. So that's what, what, how many, so there's 60 teams times 25, that's $1,500 in the pot. Yeah. Okay. So what, go on. So, so what are the payouts for first, second, and third? And what are like, what are the set payouts right now? Um, okay. I had them, I had them up on one of these docs, but so I don't the payouts were, I think it was, was first place for each divisional winner, first place for a high, overall high score, uh, first, first place overall, second place, and I think that was it. And so I think it, it was, was one fifty to the conference winners, so fifty dollars each. So this year it's going to be so it'll be two hundred fifty dollars to conference winners. A hundred went out to the most points scored. Two fifty went out to the overall league winner. And then we put two fifty into charity. So there were there were I'm sorry. So it, we had seven hundred fifty in the pot. A third of that we put into charity. So a third of fifteen hundred. So five hundred bucks is going to go to charity this year, which is going to leave a thousand dollars to the payouts. So we can decide. I'm going to copy and paste that over onto the main doc, so we can uh, you know touch on that. You know now, but Justin, what was going to talk? So we're going to add another payout. We're yes. going to do an additional payout to the first team to have a player at each position taken. So, like, if you lose a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, the first team to, to lose all those players is is going to win money. So that it sucks. You're you're getting your players taken, but you're gonna you're gonna make some cash. Right. So if you lose, yet and you have to lose one of each position. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and a tight end. Yeah, correct. Ooh. I probably would have won that last season. It's gonna happen, you know. I definitely would have won that season one. <laughs> All right, so okay, so so that's gonna be one payout. Then we're gonna have five division winners. So fifteen hundred pot. So that's five hundred to charity. All right. Um, we're going to pay to first and second at least again. So, so conference, we'll stick, we'll still stick with 50 to conference champion. Right. So right. that's, uh, that's five. So that's $250. Yep. And then the most points scored, we'll keep it at a hundred. And then the overall league winner won 250. So 255. So that's, that's $600. So we can't, we can bump up. The overall league winner. Let's see what it looks like if the overall league winner. So if most points, let's bump that up to two hundred. So that brings it up to four fifty to five. That's seven hundred. So we have three hundred to play with. So we can give another one hundred to the overall league winner. So that's three fifty. So now three fifty. That's that's six eight. So we have two hundred to play with. So do we want to give fifty to? Yeah, the I was thinking you'd have that done. Yeah, yeah. If you have your whole team taken, you get fifty bucks. How much were we paying to second? Um, I don't think we paid to second. Um, yeah, it was the conference. I, I came in second. I came in second. Um, um and I did get. I'm um, trying to think. But you guys split the pot. Yeah, you're right. I don't. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it was already something. in there that second was getting something. They. they it was. Yeah. No, second place was getting something. Here, I, I mean, I we all have it access. Just we all split. have access to the dock. So, yeah. So yeah, I'm not. Put, I'm not showing a payout for second. So fifty dollars. Payout for second. We'll go. Yeah, to the first wrong. team. 
We have so how much how much do we have left? Bear with me. Take bearing, bearing with you. All right. Uh 50 will go to the first team of the player at each position taken from his his or her roster. Nope, you're right. There was no second place payout. Oh, there wasn't, mm-hmm. huh? Okay. Uh QB, RB, wide receiver, tight end. Okay, so now we have 250 plus 350 is six, eight. We have 850. So we have 150 to play with. So I mean, we we could put fifty into. What we could do is is maybe do twenty five dollars to whoever has the highest scoring wide receiver, the highest scoring tight end, the highest scoring quarterback, and the highest scoring running back. That'd be a hundred bucks on the season. Yeah, but I mean, so because there's going to be five divisions, five people are going to. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Never mind. Yeah, that the math doesn't add up no more. What about and the, the highest scoring kicker? <laughs> yes, definitely the highest scoring kicker. And Mike chimed in. What about the uh, um, uh, most points scored against on the season? So, like you had, you had some down luck all season. People just okay. The buy in. So twenty five dollars. So that would so- be five. So that's one twenty five. Oh yeah. From, from the pot. division, I, I'm cool with that. Is that, guys, is that what we needed? 25, 125 total? Let me see. So 250, 6, 8, 850. 850 plus 125 is 9.75. So there's still 25 bucks to play with. Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. Just give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody second that? <laughs> so 125 will go to the team in each division. Sorry, what, who is it going to? The uh, whoever has the most points against, yeah, gets 25. Points against, we're money to losers now, yeah. So, we give a third of the money to charity and 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 uh, and some little more money to losers, (laughs) yeah. So, that's still charity, all right. So, I'm just just trying to give myself a Joe sounded more and more like Biff. As, as the episode goes on, from back okay, to well, future. I'm open. I'm open to give it to, to something different. I just, just spitball. How about here. instead of instead of whoever has the the fewest amount of points? How about in within each division? At the end of the year, whoever had the highest scoring week. Any like one individual week? One individual, yeah. For, so for the whole for the whole year or the whole season. Whoever had the highest scoring week within that oh. division gets an extra twenty five dollars, well, and then of those five who had the highest scoring week, whoever had the highest scoring overall for all of the Frankenstein gets an extra twenty five dollars. So they'll actually get fifty for whoever had the highest scoring week in the entire Frankenstein. I mean, but I, better than you, last place getting money. Yeah, it is, isn't it? All right, so one twenty-five will go to because the guy that knows he's not going to get team, last place. <laughs> division who had the highest scoring week of the, of the year. Yeah, so in, within each division, whoever had the highest scoring week on the year right. gets twenty-five dollars, and then of those five, whoever had the highest scoring week overall gets an additional twenty-five dollars. Okay. So 25 will go to the team 
who had the highest scoring week of the year out of all the divisions. Yep. All right. All right. Um, someone had brought up IDP. So I'm crossing off topics as we go through them. Does that, I wonder so who that was. Says, it wasn't me. Oh, really? No, because I'm, I'm the type of guy that I don't think you can add just one player in IDP. Like you either go, you know, at least five guys IDP or you don't do it at all. Because if you do one player, everyone's going to have a phenomenal IDP player. You know, so Correct. what are you guys' thoughts on this? I saw uh, enough without having those yeah, IDP. I, ID, IDP is one of those things where you either go all in or you don't go at all. I also don't like the idea of IDP in a redraft. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know that I've ever seen that. Well, I guess that's kind of what we're about. <laughs> well, let's wait. Once Toilets the Titles has like there's there's an opening for an IDP person. I'm gonna take on some of the IDP responsibility this season, but there is an opening if you're a listener and you love IDP. Come, you know, bang on the table for, for Frankenstank IDP, but you'll join Toilets of Titles, you write some articles, do some podcasts, and then next year you'll have an opportunity to be on this show and then bang the table. To, we're going to cut it out, though, this year. No IDP. All right? And if anybody, whoever wanted to do it, you weren't on the episode, so you really couldn't plead your case. So, all right. It might have been Rich. Well, Rich, it, was, it wasn't Rich. All right, so I want to do a wild card, and, and tell me what you guys think on this. All right, so I'm going to jump on uh, Justin's uh, kickers need love too. So what if we do a situation to where whoever the lowest scoring team is that week gets to have a kicker for that week? Wait, what? Just for one week? They yeah, get to whoever is the lowest scoring I like, I like team this, the week before. I do like that. That's a good rule. Gets to have their team bravo, bravo. for that week. Gets to have an extra player. So, yep. so five teams, all all five divisions. There, there's going to be five teams total. So we'll open up a kicker spot that nobody gets to use unless they were one of those lowest scoring from the previous Time week. out. This is just as crazy as my suggestion. Yeah, and but all I you, Yeah, I love it. I love this, Rich. Rich, I am picking up what you're throwing down. I think this is a must do. No, logistically, this isn't the same because you can add a kicker spot. We're adding points easily. to next week. Yeah, next week's score when uh wide receiver there you go we can do it that way too we can just use the kicker as the yes i was about to say that no this is separate these are separate things these are no wait no 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 this is perfect we can add two kickers we can add three kickers how many bonuses did you get last week this is perfect you you get the lowest person who scores a kicker and whatever that kicker scores they get it added to their score for next week and then it's even more hilarious when the kicker gets negative (laughs) so so listen so is this each division so how are we doing this so so the lowest lowest scoring team gets to pick a kicker for that next week i love it i love it to start a kicker the hat that they did. Now, are we going to put the kicker on their bench or do they have to put the kicker in the starting lineup? It has to be in the starting lineup. So they're yeah, going to have, okay. so say it's nine it's like players usually in the starting lineup, it's mm-hmm. going to be 10. So it's going to be 10 versus nine. Correct. So the lowest scoring team from each division gets to start a kicker for the next week's game. <laughs> yes, I love it. So it's just like it. an extra spot. I love it, and, Rich. And they also get those. Uh, um, we, we also need to come up with kicker points now too that are are crazy, not 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 super crazy because I don't want a bonus to be over eighteen points per field goal. 
Listen, it's already 55 minutes into this thing. So I'm going to put underneath this kicker thing, I'm going to put a note that we need to work out kicker scoring. All right? So we will figure it out. Have faith in us. We will figure it out. All right, I want to get on to the other topics. Allow trades not happening. We touched on kickers. We're not allowing trades. Uh, Someone had mentioned kick return yards. I like it. I think it should be added to the wide receiver or running back. Yeah, why not? So we'll uh, need to add. So need to add kick return. And we'll work out those yard bonuses to whoever the player is that has it. Yeah, we'll work that out later too. I said there should be a setting in NMFL that you can just go in and it automatically adds the kick return, punt return yards to the score. So it's not like anything we got to go in and manually set every week. All right. So, and then someone, the last note here was points last year are favorable, favorable to wide receivers. Do we want to add more running back tight end bonuses? I already threw that. We're going to bump up tight ends. We'll bump up running backs. So I think we touched on all the ideas and suggestions, but from the brainstorming, do any of you have anything else that you would like to add this year? Or you I, know, I was going to add that I want to work kickers in, so I think that this is an amazing compromise. I, I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, I love it, Rich. Rich gets a uh, he gets a gold star. Gold star. A, yeah, free bag of Fritos yeah. in Canton. Yeah, bag of food <laughs> chips. Love it. All right, anybody? Anybody got any little Frankenstein tidbits? So I, I think we should go over exactly what the changes will be just well, here's, so there here's is clarity. Something from Joshua Fusion. He typed this in. It says, the more, the more bonuses or penalties that you add to quarterbacks, the more it will stretch out the peaks and the lows. Um, so maybe tune down the bonus or penalty or tune down scoring across the board. I kind of think that having those peaks and lows are kind of a part of it. Like yeah. it's, it's, that's what we love about the Frankenstein. And we'll just bump the other, you know, position groups up so they have an opportunity to catch up. Yeah. Now, I, I, George, let me know what you think about this name. But I dubbed that. We're gonna we're gonna figure out how we're gonna work that card in. So we'll brainstorm. So some of this stuff is not finished yet. All right, this is a process. All we only need to get this ready by like July, and the ball's rolling. It's early in the off season. But what you said, the ability to block a player from taking a player from your roster, I'm calling it the silver bullet. You know, we're sticking with the monster theme. Love it. You get a silver bullet, and you get to holster that silver bullet, and you can pull it out when you're ready to, you know. But but when do you get that card? We'll figure that out. It might be. Go ahead. Sorry. My only other question is, and I'm I'm only thinking about it like like Survivor. Can you have more than one silver bullet or is only one? So if you set a rule that says, hey, this is how you get the silver bullet, and then somebody goes it out should be a- two weeks, they you know, they make or meet the requirements for that silver bullet, do they get more than one? Can you cash in two silvers for a gold? I'm thinking, I'm thinking if we're gonna allow it to happen more than once, it has to be a crazy thing that never happens. You know, if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna make it something that you can only get once, it could be something that's a little more likely to happen. Like, so we need to decide based upon how likely it is to happen. You know, so I I like the idea of going with a perfect lineup. 
Okay. Come or on. maybe like the highest score that week gets the silver bullet. And if you don't use it, you don't get to keep it. Like there could be only one silver bullet. And every week it just passes on to the next guy. I, I kind of like it being attached to some random statistical thing that is kind of a fluke. So as a guy that sets a, a perfect lineup every single week after week eight when all my good players were stolen, <laughs> I kind of like that one. It will help get me back in the game. Right. Yeah, it, 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 it's something that's achievable. But the odds of you setting a perfect lineup aren't – like they're high, but they're not that high. After like Maybe said, that's how that worked great. at your old show, George, but here we only set perfect lineups. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Listen, so, uh, I, have you not been listening to Justin this whole show? <laughs> no, my problem back then is I was listening to your old show. <laughs> so, so I'm, George, I'm putting it in there right now. Perfect lineup gets you a silver bullet, question mark, because that is going to be what gets you the silver bullet. But we'll, we'll bring it into the chat. And we'll yeah. see if anybody has any other suggestions that we like. But for now, Absolutely. that'll be it. And I also like it because that allows me to do the crazy thing that I wanted to do with any player throwing a touchdown pass. You get points for next week. All right, so we got the kickers worked in. We got the silver bullet worked in. And we're going to have a bonus of some points that you'll start off next week, like up 10, right? All right, so I think we, we got a lot of stuff in here. We got the payouts. Uh, we'll still add some more stuff to this. Um, if you want to get in the list in the league, reach out to us at Toilets Titles. We're giving out two free entries, and we'll, we'll discuss how we're going to give out those entries. I know we already gave one away to Shane, but now, Justin, uh, what was it that we missed doing last year that someone complained that we need to do at the we, end of the we've episode? Done we've done it. We just You just briefly went over all of the rules and clearly stated the ones that we're adding and also clearly stated the ones that we're going to be working on later, but will definitely be a part of it. So. Now, so I, I, we're good to go. Last, so last season, um, during this episode, we talked about several different rules that we said we were going to touch bases on later, and but we didn't actually say they were definitely in effect. Um, this time, we know they're in effect. They know that it's a rule. It's just a matter of at what level with the points and and that sort of thing. So, so it's very clear. We're good to go now. Now we're, we are trying to draft for at least one division in Canton. Where we're going to do that draft, what day we're going to do that draft, what time, it is not yet decided. But we do have a group chat on GroupMe, so we want to get you in sooner than later. So inquire about how you want to get in. We need to figure out where we want to do that draft. And what I'm thinking is that's in August. So maybe we'll reconvene in like June. We'll do another roundtable discussion where we'll have finalized all these rules and Frankenstein is set. You know, we got the, we got the MFL page up. Everything set. We're already inputting team names and yada yada yada, and then we could bring in uh, not the baby. <laughs> but, no, we can always bring yeah, in the baby. <laughs> yeah, we can bring. So we'll, we'll bring on. Maybe we'll also add to the roundtable some of the people who will be at Canton, who will be drafting live, so we can kind of talk strategy and whatnot. So I think that's what we'll do, everybody. It's been a pleasure having you on. This is always one of my favorite episodes to do. I mean, I was shot this evening, running around all day, been up early the last few days, and. I didn't really feel like sitting down and, and not going to bed. And you know what? As soon as we started talking about this stuff, it got the wheels going. I'm fired up, and I'm really looking forward to year three. Go ahead, Joe. Is there going to be a follow-up follow up episode where just all the rules are clearly stated, not debated? Just once they're, once they're set on, like these I are the rules? June. I think that's June. 
Yeah. And I think that's so June will be like, boom, this is what it is. There's no it's not debatable. So uh, anybody have any closing thoughts before we uh, wrap this thing up? No, looking forward no. to season three. Season three, oh, baby. Here Frank we go. And Stank, or as they say in Germany, Frank und Stank. Uh, yeah, that's Frank Stank. That like name, it. that team name isn't taken. It's, it's available. It, it <laughs> I'll is, sell it for five dollars to anyone. It, it is available. Right, right now. And we we appreciate you. You know, thank you for listening. Hopefully, we get a chance to play with you in the Frank Stank uh, League this year. Have a good week. Enjoy free agency. Cowboys, go ahead and get Bobby Wagner and Tyron Matthew. That would make my uh, my year. All right, that's my wish list. We'll catch you all later on. Take care.